Welcome to Moonlighting with Psyche Rose, a solo series in which I cover woo-woo and woo-woo-adjacent topics of interest to myself, and not necessarily anyone else, but maybe someone, maybe you. Let's find out. In this first episode of Moonlighting, I wanted to say a few words about Betty White, partly due to her recent passing, but I think Mystagogo would be remiss not to mention her during our series on sacred animals this month. Especially after our episode about dogs in particular, since we know that Betty was a lifelong advocate for animal welfare and very vocal about her love of dogs specifically. She was also involved in at least 26 charities, including Actors and Others for Animals, the Morris Animal Foundation, Farm Sanctuary, Paws of LA, the Helen Woodward Animal Center, the Petco Foundation, and the Onyx and Breezy Foundation, as well as several LGBT anti-racism and anti-hate organizations. So, something both hilarious and infuriating is that I recently happened upon an article in which some annoying guy who operates a widely circulated Christian newsletter asks the following question. Did Betty White go to heaven? The basis for this investigation being that he wants to make a point about there not being sufficient evidence of Betty White's relationship with Christ, despite her glowing reputation and many benevolent actions, apparently. This is because, allegedly, Betty was a member of a spiritual organization formerly known as Unity Church and now called simply Unity. Established in 1889, Unity came out of the Transcendentalist and New Thought spiritual movements. According to Wikipedia, Transcendentalism is a philosophical movement that developed in the late 1820s and 1830s in New England. A core belief is in the inherent goodness of people and nature, and while society and its institutions have corrupted the purity of the individual, people are at their best when truly self-reliant and independent. The New Thought Movement also called Higher Thought, is a spiritual movement which coalesced in the United States in the early 19th century. New Thought was preceded by Ancient Thought, Accumulated Wisdom, and philosophy from a variety of origins such as Ancient Greek, Roman, Egyptian, Chinese, Taoist, Vedic, Hindu, and Buddhist cultures and their related belief systems primarily regarding the interaction between thought, belief, consciousness in the human mind, and the effects of these within and beyond the human mind. Digging a little more deeply into the woo-woo annals of the history of the Unity Church, I was fascinated to learn that its founders, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, although Christians, did indeed have interest in the occult, Eastern religions, metaphysics, and spiritualism. According to marketfaith.org, 
While living in Kansas City, Missouri in 1884, the Fillmores attended a lecture on Christian science by Dr. E.B. Weeks. At this lecture, Myrtle had a spiritual breakthrough and latched on to a phrase that she claimed as her own. This phrase was, I am a child of God, and therefore I do not inherit sickness. This is a classic Christian science belief. She claimed that while meditating on that phrase, she was healed from tuberculosis and later from malaria. Market Faith explains that at first Charles was unwilling to follow Myrtle's lead with this new set of beliefs. But after using her technique, he claimed that he himself was healed of a withered leg. Based on their experience, they formed what ultimately became known as the Unity School of Christianity. It is at this point in the story that we have arrived at what I like to call the Peak Woo experience. Peak Woo is what happens when we have gone almost entirely off the rails of innocuous spirituality and into potentially dangerous territories like science denial. Luckily, according to Wikipedia, Unity emphasizes spiritual healing, prosperity, and the curing of illness by spiritual means, but it does not reject or resist medical treatments. It is accepting of the beliefs of others. Based on that, and other facts about her life, like her support of organizations like the Elton John AIDS Foundation, we can safely say that Betty White was definitely not a Christian scientist. Even if she did subscribe to various what we might call New Age concepts, like the power of positive thinking as a means to shape one's reality or preserve one's health. Although originally called Unity School of Practical Christianity, and still Christianity adjacent, Unity in its modern form, dropping the church from the name, describes itself as being for people who might call themselves spiritual but not religious. Quoting from Unity's modern mission statement, whether you have a strong spiritual foundation, are just at the beginning of your spiritual journey, or do not believe in God at all, Unity offers spiritual insights and guidance for people. While having its origins rooted in Christianity, the Unity teachings bring together ancient wisdom and many faith traditions. You will not find dogma in Unity, and we honor all spiritual paths. Because we know that each person comes to unity at a different place on their journey, we invite you to use the language that resonates with you. Whether you like to say God, the universe, spirit, divine truth, love, or some other phrase, we believe that this divine energy is all the same, a benevolent expression of goodness, order, abundance, and love in the world. Unity's Doctrine is comprised of five principles, which are described as ancient, universal, foundational guidance, and they are as follows. God is everywhere and always present in every circumstance. 
This divine energy underlies and animates all of existence. Human beings are innately good because they are connected to and an expression of spirit. Our thoughts have creative power to influence events and determine our experiences. Prayer and meditation connect and align us to our own spiritual nature and to God. It is not enough to understand spiritual teachings. We must apply our learning in all areas of life, incorporating them into our thoughts, words, and actions. They also offer the following list of values on their website. Values which I think can be easily observed in the way that Betty White chose to live her life. Inclusiveness. We are an inclusive, equitable culture of oneness. Inspiration. We inspire and awaken people to the divine within. Innovation. We seek continuous improvement in all that we do. Creativity. We create meaningful products and services that have extraordinary impact. That one's a little bit cringy, to be honest. <laughs> community. We are a community of collaboration, growth, and accountability. Service. We serve. <laughs> they serve. What can they say? They just serve. They serve. Quoting again from their mission page, Unity welcomes all people regardless of race, color, gender, age, creed, religion, national origin, ethnicity, physical disability, or sexual orientation. We invite you to read our formal yet ever-evolving statement of diversity and inclusion and our DEI programs and initiatives. Personally, I was pleasantly surprised to learn of Betty White's affiliation with a broadly non-denominational and decisively inclusive spirituality doctrine. But of course, these kinds of virtues are simply not good enough for the militantly Christian mansplainers of this earth. They must pick apart the legacy of a legendary comedic actor, humanitarian, activist, and woman by questioning whether or not compassion in life and dedication to her community is enough to paint her as worthy under their idea of God. My thoughts are that it's none of their business whether Betty White even believed in heaven. That said, I have no doubt that her personal spirituality was probably complex, well-informed, guided by empathy, and ever-evolving. In one of her most widely memed and popular quotes, she attributed her own moral compass and youthful joviality to the lessons taught to her by animal companions, saying, When I pontificate, it sounds so, you know, oh, well, she's preaching. I'm not preaching, but I think maybe I learned it from my animal friends. Kindness and consideration of somebody besides yourself 
I think that keeps you feeling young. I really do. I'm just speculating, of course, but hearing that, it seems to me that perhaps the powerful influence of Betty's close animal friends in her life may have been the guiding force which led her to seek out a more esoteric path for her spirituality, as opposed to a more conventional flavor of Christianity, which would likely have been the more socially acceptable option for someone born in the Midwest in the 1920s. In turn, the broad-minded quality of Betty's spirituality, which emphasized compassion over dogma, definitely had a big hand in not only her undeniable charisma and status as a beloved icon, but also in her dedication to worthy causes like animal welfare and equality for all. Thanks for joining me for this first discussion under the moonlight. Beware, be legendary, and be well.